just keep trying. Like if you're listening to this show and, and you're still struggling with something that you want to eliminate, just never give up. I mean, the difference between the people like Anna and I who keep aging backwards, I think, is we just don't stop trying. We have all kinds of issues that we run into even 10 years as experts or you know, longer, but we just keep trying. And so I know you've probably been let down before. I know you've probably got your hopes up before and something didn't work, this diet didn't work, this pill didn't work, this drug didn't work. Just keep trying. As long as you keep trying, you'll find what you're looking for. Have you suffered with digestive issues, taken antacids, had bloating, gas, or other uncomfortable symptoms like that? Well, I can tell you how devastating that can be to your health in the long run. It's not just a simple symptom as as gas or belching. It's not. There's so much more underlying this. And we're going to get to the bottom of it in today's episode with some real solutions to help you recover and heal from this these troublesome digestive and gut issues. Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Anna Kabeca. I am the Girlfriend Doctor, and it is my mission and my passion to help women live better lives before, during, and after menopause. So welcome to the Girlfriend Doctor podcast, an intimate place for intimate conversation. And I am here for you. You can ask or tell me anything. I read your responses, your questions, your comments, and I love it. And don't worry, no apologies necessary, no shame, no guilt. We pull back the curtain on all things related to our sexual health, hormonal health, and health in general. You name it, we talk about it. Our goal is to shine a light on your overall wellness mind, body, and spirit. In today's episode, I am talking with an old friend and, and former colleague that I have known for many, many years, for over eight years, and he's just brilliant. Today's guest is going to be talking about his story with irritable bowel syndrome, embarrassing, tear-jerking, painful symptoms that were taking him as a young, educated man to a basically a brick wall and a life that was going to be full of struggles. But he was able to turn that around. And I'm going to share a little bit about his journey today and get to some real underlying solutions to help us through this. So our guest today is Stephen Wright, who is a medical engineer. He is also a graduate of the esteemed Kalish Functional Institute, and he is a gut health specialist. He spent close to over $400,000 of his own money overcoming his own health challenges using everything from Western medicine to shamans. He now lives in Boulder, Colorado with his partner, Shay, and is a self-proclaimed snack spurt and poop spurt. Well, and he is definitely a gut expert. So happy to introduce you. And here we go. Let's get started. Hey there, Stephen. How are you? Hey, Anna. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I am thrilled to have you on. I am thrilled. As we were talking before we started recording, it's been way too long since I was out visiting you and hanging out in your mastermind in Boulder, Colorado, right? That's yeah. been a few years. That was Hurricane Matthew for us. That was 2016. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been a long, a lot can happen in four years, you know? It seems like with everything that's happening in the world, even three months seems like a year. It's slow. Well, how are you navigating? How have you been navigating the time during the quarantine and COVID and now 
the much better liberation during the summer? I mean, I've been trying my best. I don't know what your experience is or, or the people listening to this, but I've had my fair share of fear and anxiety around all kinds of things, whether or not we'd figure out a medical treatment plan that actually works for the majority of people without side effects, you know, preparing my family for this, trying to communicate with my followers about things and also not getting the crosshairs of, of uh, various government agencies who have various points of view. And so, yeah, I've, I've decided to kind of double down on things. And so I've been meditating more, exercising more than ever. And I am so ready to hang out with other people again and start hugging. <laughs> well, you are a big naturalist. You love camping and hiking. And, and have you been able, you know, were you able to do that? No, nope. I haven't been out at all. Oh man. I know you missed that. Yeah, yeah, I have an upcoming birthday and I think I'm going to I'm going to kind of peace out and grab my tent and go away for for 2 days into the mountains. Well, I have to share something fun I've done just recently for the first time in my life at nearly 54 is hammock camping. So slinging up the hammock and sleeping out under the stars and that's just been amazing, honestly. That sounds awesome actually. I I yeah, I've been, you know, roughing it a little too much <laughs> in the past couple of years and I think with everything that's happened this year, I could go for a little more leisurely camping. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> well, um, one thing that we're really going to talk about is, is about getting back to our roots. We are created in a certain way that is designed to thrive in certain conditions. Being out in nature and being experiencing nature is, is one of them. And the other is, you know, relates to how we assimilate nature within us. And that includes how we eat and how we digest our foods. And I was, I'm really excited to talk with you about this because I know you have had a significant journey in your own personal history that brought you to work in this field and to create these amazing products that you've created and programs. Will you share a little bit about your journey, Stephen, with us? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I think as we look at health and wholeness, there was a lot of things that happened in my life. You know, I, I got fortunate in many ways and, and I had some pain and traumas in many ways. And all of that added up to moments when I was a consultant working at KPMG down in Chicago. I was, you know, living the the dream life of a small town boy. You know, I had a hundred people in my graduating class, but at the same time, you know, while I had these suits and I was making more money than anyone in my family history had ever done, I was getting called into my boss's office and being threatened that if I didn't control my gas and my bloating, that bad things were going to happen. And I was also you know, I, I would try to go to work parties and, you know, eat pizza with everybody. And then I would end up, you know, one of the darkest moments was canceling a date and basically just crying on the toilet all night, just having diarrhea and just wondering like, who's ever going to be in relationship with me? How am I ever going to have a family if I can't, you know, be out there in the world, let alone, you know, I had an accident and, and poop myself on a commuter bus and just lots of embarrassing, painful things. and. I went to the Western medicine people, they ran my genetics, you know, this is back in 2008, 2009. And so where we are today is just amazing how fast we've come. And, you know, back then I went to the top doctors, quote unquote, I could find in Chicago. And they just said, look, man, you don't have celiac disease. Your family history is riddled with IBS. And you've had this basically on and off throughout your life. It's genetics. You need to relax. You need to 
take Metamucil, take some antibiotics, like, you know, suck it up, man. This is part of your life's journey. And yeah, I tried that and had much more painful experiences. And then I was like, I just broke. I just got really angry. And I'm trained technically in electrical engineering. And basically that training is just a brainwashing into problem solving, systems thinking and problem solving. And so after the doctors, really several of them let me down, I was like, you know what? I I can do this. I can find people who have beat these conditions and I can just reverse engineer. I've been doing it for seven years now. This isn't different than troubleshooting a giant set of robots. You know, I used to work at General Motors and we have like 60 robots all working in unison and $50 million machines and they would break and they would call me and my team and we would try to figure it out. And I'm like, if I can do that, the body has to be at least comparable to that. So you don't need a doctor's degree to figure this out, but I do need to find doctors and nutritionists and whoever and just figure out how they did it. And so that's just launched a, you know, 10 plus year journey here, you know, probably close to 400,000 Western medicine, Eastern shamanism, nutrition, supplements, like it's not for everybody to do it my way, but I'm the, I'm the kid who you tell me it's hot and I'm like, oh yeah. Mm. <laughs> I just keep touching it because touch I'm not it. sure. Through that, doing the Kalish Functional Medicine Institute and uh, you know, just really working on myself and helping others for the last 10 years, um, that's, that's why we're here today. Well, I think that's just such a fabulous journey and story. And I love that you just kept looking for answers, right? You said a systematic approach and problem solving, and then also ended up with the Kalish Institute. I I highly admire Dan Kalish. I've seen, you know, his work way back, right, as a pioneer in gluten sensitivity over, you know, versus celiac disease and how he really brought that to the forefront too in in functional medicine as well. So, So some great knowledge there. And you can just see you're vibrantly healthy. You're doing amazing. The story, like, Back then, if you hadn't found this journey, can you imagine what your life would have been like? You know, I, I think I would have been like, you know, I come from Michigan. I come from the Midwest and we're not super adequate in the Midwest around dealing with trauma and pain. And we like to use a lot of coping mechanisms, nicotine and, and alcohol and, and all types of things. And I think I would have just continued using those substances and sucking it up and, and you know, trying to trying to make a life of it. And, uh, and, and in general, you know, I think if you play these things out, I probably would have ended up with a diagnosis of Crohn's or ulcerative colitis. You know, I probably would have been on a biologic drug. I would have been headed to the fast track of all the nasty side effects of biologics, whether that's a short lifespan, cancer, or something else. You know, this probably would have, would have happened to me. And and the work you've done now, you've influenced in your community hundreds of thousands of people, men, women, youth, and all ages, and really getting to the root of this problem and fixing it with diet. Not not very dissimilar to a keto green diet, I will say. So again, <laughs> always ahead of the curve, Stephen. And a really big part of this is digestion, right? When your gut is that messed up, when you have irritable bowel syndrome, when you have digestive issues, when you have you know, the, the gas, the belching, the burping, the farting, right? All of these things. We, in, in medicine, we call it erectation for burping, you know, flatulence for farting. So we have these other long words just for the same thing. But anyway, 
it's a consequence where we're constantly doing band-aids, the antacids, the, you know, and then of course pain medicines because of the inflammatory issues that often all of these clients have as, as well as getting what is necessary to get to the root of the issue because we're not digesting then well. And I really want to get on this because you're, you know, what you talk about is the ancient power of enzymes and how important enzymes are for our body. So this ancient power of enzymes and and why should we even care? This is an interesting time to do an interview like this because we are being forced to reckon with an ancient style of microscopic thing that we can't touch or feel called a virus. And so there's these things like viruses and bacteria and enzymes that were around way, way before us. And, and they, will, they will inherit the earth no matter what happens. <laughs> like they will, beyond, they will be here well beyond us. And, and so that's why I kind of call it the ancient power, because it's these, these really little things that have been here before us that really make the world go round. You know, an enzyme really is at its physics or at its physical chemistry level is just a catalyst, meaning it speeds up the reaction of something. And so if we did not have enzyme function in our body, we would literally like die the next moment. Like there are, there are thousands of enzymes. Many of them are highly specialized. And they do certain things in our cells or in our organs that, that basically speed the reaction up and keep us alive. Otherwise, it might take like 100 years you know, to, to digest one bite of keto green food. You know? We don't know, it, but it would take a long time. And so that's, that's really what enzymes are. are they, they are catalysts. They're, they're small compounds that they, they take a mineral to activate them. You know, It could be calcium, magnesium, something like that. They turn on and then they, they speed up a reaction and then they kind of chill and they wait for another opportunity to speed up a reaction. And so that's kind of what enzymes are. That's where they come from. And then I think the important thing is we have like five different really main areas of enzymes in our body and specifically our digestion that I really want people to know more about because if you aren't aware of these things and if you don't cultivate their power you can eat the best keto green. You can eat the best organic. You, I mean, you literally could be spending thousands of dollars on your food and your supplements. And if you can't break them down into uh, the, the molecule sizes that your gut needs to absorb them, you will unfortunately be putting them in the toilet. And that's a lot of work. That's a lot of effort for people who I know value their health that I just don't want to see you know, wasted. Yeah, no, that's a big one. And also, again, enzymes too kill parasites, right? Also bacteria, parasites, it's, they act in our defenses as defense mechanisms, as well as the function of digestion. But yeah, and and whether, you know, how good our food is, it's only as good as how well we're able to digest it. That's the main message. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily want to hear it because they want like, um, they want the new super probiotic or, or, or something like that to make everything click in for their digestion. And I, my, my hypothesis or proposition to someone listening is that the, the answer you're seeking there is actually in enzymes, whether it's you know the enzyme that I've created or, or the proper dosing of a professional grade enzyme from somebody else. I'm not, you know, you, I'll tell you why I think ours are better, but you know, I think at the end of the day, like you said, enzymes help degrade almost everything. They help, you know, we'll talk about it, but they go systemic. They help. There's lineages of cancer treatment that, that you take like 180 capsules of enzymes a day. Cancer makes a heavy coating of fibrin 
around the cells that cloak it from the immune system. Enzymes come in and they eat the fibrin away so the immune system can find it. Um, you have elevated circulating immune complexes found in lupus and, and rheumatoid arthritis and many other autoimmune conditions. Enzymes help eat that up. Like it's, it's pretty amazing that they can help us eat a steak and then they can help us, you know, natokinase, for instance, is, is studied for heart disease. It's really cool. Well, I have to share with you, I did a um, video because in, in our keto green community, I want to do things as naturally as possible, but there are certain key supplements I, I typically add. So, you know, we would add on our definitely enzymes to this, but starting with enzymatic foods, you know, we have our fermented foods like kimchi and sauerkraut. And, but we also have in the morning taking some apple cider vinegar and you maybe drinking it with meals and, or digestive, you know, different foods that support digestion, like ginger and spices, right. That can all help with digestion, but often it's, it's often not enough as we get older because our natural levels are decreasing as we age. So I think I read one place, I'm not hundred percent, but by the time we're 50 in our you know, 50s to 60s, we have about two thirds the enzymes production that we had in our youth. And again, it depends on the quality of our health for some more, for some less. Yeah. So there's a prevailing theory that enzyme function is kind of like stem cells. So if you're familiar, like the idea that we're born with the amount of stem cells we'll get for our lifetime there's this enzyme reserve theory that we are born with the essentially all the number of enzymes pancreatically that we'll have for our lifetime. And so, uh, yeah, as we live longer and longer, and as we want to age better and better and be, you know, sexier and sexier, I sort of see enzymes as an anti-aging tool. You know, we're going to just generally use them up as we go. And if you happen to have had an issue like I have, you know, I probably burned through quite a bit of enzymes there, you know, just trying to get through my gut stuff. And really that shouldn't surprise us, right? Ovarian function, testicular function, you know, enzymatic function, all of these things decline with age. And so, okay, we think, okay, what do we do to preserve it as long as we can and then supplement as needed? I'm really, I agree with you on that as well. I think that's a really important component and enzymatic health. Again, if you're taking handfuls of supplement, but you don't have the enzymes, you're not going to be absorbing them. If you're eating the best organic food perfectly prepared and you're not able to digest them fully you know you're you're not benefiting completely as well as you could be certainly benefiting but not as well and we really want to optimize what we're doing now i wanted to tell you what i did in my keto green 16 group and i do these little 3 to 5 minute videos a day in uh, for our 16 day challenge and one of the videos i showed about digestive enzymes cuz here's a piece of meat and you pour hydrochloric acid on it, right? Like at a pH of zero to three, and it should start breaking down. You see it hemolyze right away. But take that another piece of meat, same meat, pour the hydrochloric acid on it, and then pour a tall glass of water, beer, wine, or whatever it may be, right? You've completely diluted your digestive enzymes, and this is slower to break down. It doesn't hemolyze as well. You're not even breaking apart to get all those nutrients out of the food you've eaten. And especially, and then there's the three, the three bite rule is not a three chew rule, right? We have to chew our food completely. (laughs) (laughs) So, so let's, let's talk about how do we, first of all, know that we're deficient? 
we've mentioned a lot of it. I mean, like if you are already listening to this and you're wondering like, hmm, I might be deficient, then that's a pretty good sign that you intuitively already know that you're deficient. But the main signs of it are gas, bloating, acid reflux, constipation, diarrhea. Like if your digestive system isn't producing a amazing, perfect bowel movement every morning, like you're at likelihood. Also, like you mentioned, if you're over 50 or if you have a number of chronic conditions that are you're kind of managing naturally, these are all good areas to sort of assume that, you know, potentially, you, you know, or you definitely are having low enzyme function. Another one would be what you just mentioned too. If you do know that you have low stomach acid, because enzymes are these weird creatures where they have to have the right environment to work, especially in our body. Like our body is these systems of systems. And one of the reasons why we are so struggling to really, you know, find all the perfect cures for everything is because it's so in- intricate. Like each component has such a beauty to how it works and doesn't work. And when it comes to enzymes, um, for instance, the pancreatic enzymes we make internally they only work in a narrow band of pH range, uh, usually about five to seven. And so if your stomach acid is, is too low and it dumps into the small intestine and then you dump in baking, it's not baking soda, but it's basically baking soda, it raises the pH too high to say eight or nine, then your pancreatic enzymes that you make naturally won't, won't even get the job done, sadly. And so there's all these little nuances to digestion, like the mechanical aspects, not like the super sexy microbiome and the the cool new strains of this or that, but the actual mechanics of digestion are are this really wonderful thing, but it can be really well thrown off if you're, you know, scarfing food down or like you said, having a second glass of wine at dinner, which I mean, it's lovely sometimes, but you're going to pay a price. And it's just thinking about that, being conscientious about it. Like, when do we do things? And traditionally, what like what systems have evolved so that we do it in the healthiest way possible? So, I definitely want to touch back on this because one of the things that oftentimes, because we're so acidic, I have clients do is alkalinize in the morning first thing. But they're on an empty stomach, and if they're having trouble getting alkaline, we'll do a quarter to a half teaspoon of baking soda. Now that's on an empty stomach, typically hours before you break fast, right? We want that we're going to have a higher fluctuations and lower fluctuations. And also, depending on the food we're eating, our digestive enzymes should come in to work at different areas in the stomach, right, within the intestines. And and will you explain some of that? And also, one thing that we're going to touch on, what I really want to talk with you about too, Stephen, is the effects of antacids and how to get off these deadly antacids that people have been on. And I, I I can tell clients you know, that have been on antacids or PPIs for years because of many health problems, many health problems from tremors to forgetfulness to joint pain, back pain, headaches, you name it. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a big topic right there. So we'll let's first start with just so you understand your body a little bit more. I think I think people really do better with health behavior change if they kind of understand the, the coolness and the amazingness of their body. So like the first couple of bites of food you eat, there's a, a, an enzyme called amylase that will be released in your saliva. So one of the reasons they say, or, and you know, even Anna and I say, chew your food properly, even though I don't always follow that advice, I'm just as guilty as most people, is that it gives amylase more time to work on your food and break down the starch or the carbohydrate content before you swallow it 
It goes down into the stomach. It keeps working there, but not as well. And then the stomach, as soon as the food starts to come in, your stomach starts to release gastric acid, which is a mixture of HCL, an enzyme called pepsin, and intrinsic factor, which binds to B12 and helps us uh, get our energy nutrient there. But pepsin's the main rock star of the enzyme world in the stomach. And so pepsin starts to break it down. As you mentioned in your science experiment, which is so awesome, basically hydrochloric acid starts to break apart and unfold protein structures. Without that, the enzymes would be like just attacking like a big ball or something that they can't really get at. They need, they need it to kind of open up. So it kind of opens up. The pepsin comes in and starts you know, cleaving the protein up. Amylase is kind of working on uh, things. And then your food, after about two to four hours, it should be down to about a 1.0 pH, maybe 0.5 pH in your stomach. And it slowly starts to you know, let go into the small intestine. When it goes in the small intestine, you have two sets of really important enzymes. You have pancreatic enzymes and you have brush border enzymes. And they all mix together. And the pancreatic ones are kind of like the standard ones that most people are aware of. If you know enzymes, protease, amylase, lipase, that's uh, protein, fat, and starch or carbohydrate. But the brush border includes all these really cool ones that work on the little strings of things. They help us with the nuances of legumes or broccoli, like cruciferous uh, vegetables. The brush border is like where all the fancy enzymes are at. The pancreatic enzymes are like the powerhouse ones. And if you happen to have celiac disease, if you happen to have SIBO, if you happen to have any number of conditions, leaky gut, where there's inflammation inside your small intestine, your brush border, if you don't remember, is kind of like fingers and it's like totally coating this tube. And these get smashed and mangled. And when this happens, they actually can't, they don't function. They don't, they don't release enzymes anymore. So brush border enzymes, I think, are one of the first ones to go in this whole consequence of issues. And I think that's why we see such bloating and gas and heartburn and all these things. But anyways, that's kind of how the enzymes work. Now, if you have extra enzymes or you take enzyme supplements and you have extra ones, they will pass into the bloodstream and they become systemic enzymes. And so we have lots of systemic enzymes that sometimes are called metabolic enzymes as well. And like I said, most of these are super specialized. You can't supplement with them. We're not even aware of what they are at this point in science. But lipase, amylase, and protease do go systemic. And protease is usually the rock star here. And that's the one that can work on, it's been shown to lower inflammation, it's been shown to improve blood flow, it's been shown to help regulate these circulating immune complexes. Like you said, it helps clean up debris in the blood, which includes parasites and other foreign invaders. It includes food intolerances. That's the one of the biggest ones. Like if you have food intolerances, you probably like definitely should have enzymes for a really long time because basically that means two things. One, you're not properly breaking your food down in the digestive tract. Two, it's getting across the digestive tract barrier into your blood and your immune system is not able to clear it effectively. Normally the liver, the spleen would, would do their jobs here, but we live in a toxic world. We're stressed. We're older, I don't know, you know, things happen. And and like let's it let's give the liver a break. And enzymes can do that. So that's kind of like the uh science <laughs> overview of of enzymes, I think that hopefully gets people excited about them a little bit more. 
Well, I love it. I think you described it really well. Just as that engineering brain of yours is working, you know, it really does help us look at what is happening from beginning to end and understanding a little bit about, you know, that this is something that once we know what's right, what's broken, we can fix it. Right. If we don't know it's broke, we can't fix it. But if we know it's broken, we can fix it. And we can definitely supplement with a natural way. So let's talk about how do we look for a great enzyme. And I know you created an amazing enzyme product, which I'm really, really, I've been really excited about sharing this with my audience. But let's talk about, you know, how do we look for how, you know, how our enzymes, we are talked about how they're correcting the digestive issues because we are just breaking down these proteins, fats, carbohydrates into the, the little pieces we can use and assimilate, right? So how do we know what's a good enzyme and what's not a good enzyme? There's basically animal-based enzymes you can supplement with, and they have all the the same issues that our enzymes have, which means they only work in a very narrow pH band. And of course, they come from animals. And so if you have any issues with that, or if you're unaware of how the animals were grown or raised, you might take issue to to supplementing with them. I'm not necessarily against them. My only thing is, is like, let's say you're having food intolerances, or you're having gas or bloating or heartburn. I, I really, no one I don't think could tell you that, oh, that's a pancreatic enzyme issue or that's a brush border enzyme issue. Now, if you have oily toilet, let's say you've gone keto green, you're, you're having a little bit of uh, loose stools with more fat on keto. I mean, we pretty much know that's lipase. That's a pancreatic enzyme and you should probably, you know, could start there. But if you don't have these really specific symptoms, we're not sure if it's a brush border issue or if it's a pancreatic issue. And so I really would suggest that people get an enzyme product that includes both. That's step one. And then step two is don't be afraid to supplement at much, much higher doses than what is on the bottle because A, we have a lot of supplement companies who enzymes are one of the most expensive raw ingredients in the market and they're really hard to work with. And so they, they don't put a lot in each capsule. And so as I mentioned, if you look to other domains about what is quote unquote potentially safe, I can't say that everything's safe, but we know that in cancer, there's plenty of people dosing themselves at 180 capsules per day on an empty stomach. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. That's the Dr. Gonzalez lineage of cancer. So if you're sitting there and you're suffering with some digestive upset, some food issues, you have enzymes at home and you've only been taking one or two and you're like, these enzymes don't work. I can't believe those guys got me. And Dr. Anna, she told me it's probably not the case. Just double or triple your dosage and start experimenting with your dosage because a lot of enzymes may not have the, the highest amount of ingredients in them. But also, here's the other big issue is that, as I mentioned earlier, enzymes need a activation charge. They need a, a mineral to donate an electron to basically spark them on. It's like the spark plug in your engine. Is a, it's called a cofactor. And people have maybe heard of that, but it's a very weird term. You're like, what is that? Well, it's a, it's a mineral that's donating a charge to make this work. So if you're following you know, keto green, you're getting a lot of minerals and you're getting a lot of charge. And so that's probably going to make your enzymes work better. But if you don't have an enzyme product that has an activation mineral blend in it, you're essentially going to have to steal nutrients from either your food or your body to make the enzymes work. And so that just adds one layer of complexity into the, hey, is this going to work for me? Is this not going to work for me? How, 
reliable can I count on it? And so that's where our enzyme, Holozymes, has made quite a big leap forward is that I found a PhD researcher who spent many, many hours in the lab dropping various enzymes and various minerals in petri dishes, trying to figure out how activated they got. And then he made a patent on that. And so I licensed that patent from him because honestly, I, I, I wasn't going to do it because if you talk to the supplement people, they all say that their enzymes the best. And I tried like 30 brands last year because I really, I wanted to have the best enzyme in the market. I'm, I'm an engineer. I want the best. And after being let down many, many times over trying all the famous brands we could name, I got referred over to this guy. And he's like, nope, it's not about necessarily having the most amount on the back of the label. It's about where that came from and if it's turned on. And I was like, what? And so, yeah, I, you know, I got some of the Holozymes mixtures and started testing them on myself. And you know, I had a few too many glasses of wine and some chips one night. And I was like, wow, I don't have any of the symptoms I normally have. This is weird. So then I started giving them out to my friends and they're like, you notice anything? And yeah, it, it, it does appear that there's something to this activation and making sure that it works right away as soon as it hits your body. Now, that being said, if you already have enzymes, maybe you've already spent a lot of money on them, or maybe your enzymes are, you know, you kind of like the brand. Like I said, you can always try to double or triple or add a mineral supplement. And I think actually the uh, your greens powder would have a lot of those in there, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely does. And but you know, again, I think it's also the combination. Like, what's the next right step for us, right? Like, what's the next right step? And I always say, if you're doing the same thing every day, we sometimes have to change that up a little bit too. Add to it, take away from it. Yeah, yeah. Keep experimenting. I mean, you know, our our experience and the experience of of the the customers of Holozymes has been they are very affluent and very like into health, meaning not affluent as in they're rich, but affluent in like they spend all their money on health and they are still searching for that no bloating or they're still searching for that, the ability to eat the foods they want to eat. And Holozymes has been the one that people are switching to. And so we're picking up doctor's offices around the country, carrying it. And it's just, it's just really cool. It's really fun because I use them every day I take them with every meal. I take them before bed systemically. They also work that way. And we could talk about how that's related to you know PPIs if we want to circle back to that. But I think enzymes are amazing. I, I don't want people to think like, oh, holozymes is the only way. But I do want you to know that if you're not getting your needs met, I think we've found a solution. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's great. And I'm excited. You know, I've been in this field in functional medicine for decades now. And the, you know, I, I definitely carry an enzyme brand, but I was excited about your enzymes because of that combination of the minerals. Because also, too, when your digestion's so torn up, you know, you're on this road to recovery, you need to come at it like double barreled sometimes as well, right? And just change things up, give it a try. Digestive enzymes are critical. So also experience, you know, experimenting. So I would take yours with mine and you know, that, that's a perfect combination. And then just going on to do a course of your enzymes and just see the difference, see how you feel, because that can make a really big difference, especially as we get older and we're having hormonal issues or we've, you know, maybe we've, we've had some medical issues or we've been on a course of antibiotics and, or we've had yeast infections. Now we have additional, we call, we worry about the biofilms, which are such a, a hard thing to get through. So would these enzymes help with some of those issues of biofilms? Yeah, they would. So they'll only work 
that way if you take them systemically. And this, this is for other enzymes as well. So when, when someone says a systemic enzyme, basically all they're saying is take this product without food. So not all systemic enzymes include digestive enzyme mixtures. So there are systemic enzyme blends, like a famous one is Wobelzyme. That's probably the most famous one in the world. It's got like, like 160 research studies on it. Um, they've done amazing work just saying like, hey, enzymes are as good as you know some prescription steroids for certain conditions. Like they help with infertility. They help with endometriosis. They, they do amazing things for cancer. I mean, like systemic enzymes, basically taking your enzyme without food is ridiculously powerful. And one of the things that it can definitely help with, you know, any sort of growth, fibroids, endometriosis, like I said, it helped me with um, uric acid. So I was suffering all the signs of gout at the age of 33. I'm not 33 anymore, but about to turn 35 here. But I, I was like this fit, supposedly expert. And I'm like, I can hardly hike right now. I don't want to go camping. What is going on? And so I tried, <laughs> I tried releasing my emotional traumas and shamanism and some psychedelics. I tried stem cell injections. I tried PRP injections. I tried like everything. And finally, the, one of the, the bright doctors I was working with, he was like, dude, we've done everything. I think you might just need to go ahead and accept that you have gout. And I was like, what? No, I'm, I, I don't fit the profile. I don't know. Sure enough, I, I got the holozymes. I, I tried a lot of other like things like cherry and all kinds of other things. Nothing worked. I took the holozymes systemically and literally like under 14 days, my pain had gone. And, you know, again, I can't say that this treats gout. It does have a, it does have a pilot clinical trial of uh, six people, and it lowered uric acid by 40% for people who was high on. So it does have some systemic trial data behind it. It's very new. It just doesn't prove anything. But I would really encourage anybody, you know, I kind of call it like a, like a protein cleanse in a way. If you have enzymes sitting around at home, like even the ones you have, Anna, like take, take four to six on an empty stomach for a week and just see if you notice your skin clear up, if you notice whatever achy joint you have kind of gets looser, uh, you sleep deeper, your hair's better, whatever it might be, less heartburn, that's a big one. Because I do think that there's some miraculous powers in systemic therapy. I mean, you think about peptide therapy, right? I mean, isn't that kind of like, what enzymes are doing, it's breaking things into peptides. Like think of that as a function of what we're doing. Now we're taking peptides or even oral peptides like BPC-157. I think that it's very interesting. But again, could we accomplish the same thing or very similar by increasing our enzymatic load? I don't know. A mask, I don't know. I mean, it's a great question. I mean, clearly peptides are the future of medicine. I mean, they're one of the, one of the biggest futures in medicine. You know, we have this funny thing in medicine, right? We discover something and then we get sidetracked by something shinier. It's like the squirrel phenomenon or shiny object syndrome or something. And I think enzymes are going to have their day here again. They're going to come back around as well, just because they're so, they're like vitamin D, you know, they're so essential to everyday operation. They're not as sexy as psychedelics or peptides, but I do think that they're going to come back around as, as something that you're going to want to probably be on if you want to live vibrant, beautiful, long life. 
Well, and I think it's one of the foundations, omega-3s, Mighty Maca, you know, Jolva. Hey, those are some foundations too, but enzymes are a foundational product. Absolutely. So how we can do that with good habits. And so let's talk about dosing and also dosing for it and, and weaning off of PPIs in this last little bit of time that I have you. You're just as familiar with this as I am, but you know the PPIs are getting recalled due to cancer substances being in with the generic drugs due to the the terrible way our generic drugs are made these days. There's new research in the last few years showing that essentially one round, like even a week of a PPI usage will basically create small intestinal bacteria overgrowth or SIBO. It's gnarly the long-term usage. Like these drugs were never approved for more than eight to 12 weeks of usage. Eight weeks, according to the, you're at the PDR, Physician Drug Reference. It says eight weeks, right? With rare exception, could they go on another cycle with extensive monitoring? And what they don't say is that once you wean off of, once you stop it, you have this tremendous rebound effect, which makes you get right back on it. So, so when we're talking about PPIs as proton pump inhibitors, so because of increased Typically, it's the thought is because of increased acidity, but it's actually often cases the opposite. So PPIs came about because of ulcers and heartburn and acid reflux and GERD and, and all those things. And the, the narrative that we've been told for 30 years is that we all have high acid. If you experience those things, you have high acid. And the integrative doctors and functional medicine doctors well before our time were railing against this phenomenon. You know, Dr. Jonathan Wright up in uh, Washington wrote a book almost 20 years ago now called Why Stomach Acid is Good for You. And he talked about the fact that if you do stomach acid testing, it's one of the main ones and the longest running one is called a Heilberg test. And you swallow a pill on a capsule. It's not super pleasant, but uh, you can find it someplace. It's pretty hard to find. And it's like $500. So it's not awesome. But anyways, he found that in his clinic, approximately 80 plus percent of people who complained acid reflux or heartburn or IBS actually had low acid. And so they began to do some research on this. Also, Dr. Steven Sandberg Lewis, who's a gastroenterology professor of naturopathy, he suggests around 80%, 75 to 80% of his people also have low acid. And basically what happens if you have low acid, studies show that your transit times all increase. And what happens, Anna, if I throw some food on the sidewalk? Do, does nature respond to it? Oh yeah, eventually. Right. So ants are going to come, maybe a dog comes, a little kid, a bird. If you give nature food, it responds. So if we give our stomach too long, there are bugs in our stomach that will ferment. The byproduct of fermentation is what happens when you crack your fermented foods, you get gas. That gas pushes against the closure at the top of your stomach. And then we get these openings and who knows if it's stomach acid, if it's pepsin, if it's something else, that if it's just gas that comes through, but it, it causes what feels like high acid, even though the root cause is typically low acid. And so then, you know, then it's such a, right, intuitively, if you feel high acid and I tell you, hey, I have this pill that takes away high acid, you know, intuitively, we get like hundreds of millions of people who've taken these drugs now, even though maybe only like those with ulcers should have taken them you know, like 10 million people should have taken them and should have done it for eight weeks only. But now we have this, this narrative that is not true biologically in the majority of cases, it appears. And I, you know, I wrote an article five years ago suggesting this is the biggest malpractice that's happening. 
it doesn't kill people like opioids. And I'm not trying to say that one's worse or on the same level at all, but I'm just saying that we have a, a nation of people who are prescribing these drugs against the actual FDA's you know, recommendations on how they're supposed to be used. And they're hard. They're hard to get off of. They cause a rebound effect. While you're on them, you're not going to absorb iron, B12, minerals, all the things that stomach acid does for you and pepsin does for you won't work for you. And probably your enzymes are going to be off just due to the pH levels being off throughout your whole body. So, you know, I can't tell you if you should get off yours. I can't tell you how to do it. I can tell you that if you Google it, you'll find out that you slowly taper and you kind of come off them, you get down to a certain point and then you jump off them. You have to expect that if you've been on them for a while, you will have a rebound effect. If they're kind of new to you, I found that it doesn't happen to everybody. The best way to avoid this, I found, is to do a pretty hefty dose of enzymes throughout the whole journey as you're sort of tapering on and off of them. And then if you are off of them for a few days, you can begin to try HCL, betaine HCL supplementation, uh, to begin to correct your stomach acid levels. And just of note, if you have Barrett's esophagus, if you have ulcers, hydrochloric acid's not for you. You got to get that fixed first. You got to fix your mucosal linings first. But as long as that's not happening, your next step in, and this has been shown in studies, you can use 1,500 to 4,500 milligrams of HCL, and that will bring stomach acid that's been artificially lowered, this is research done in humans, back up to its normal strength. Yeah, in, in my clinical practice, and I thank you for reminding me about Wobenzyme. They were one of my favorite enzymes, and I think they were on a shortage for a while, and I, and I substituted out, but I, I definitely love those. So um, I was excited for the reference. But one thing I did in my practice is that um, HCL titering, right? So the client to find out how much HCL do they really need, you know, it is, you take two every, you know, take two before your meal and then take it every 10 to 20 minutes until you feel a slight warmth. And then you're like, okay, next time just go two less than that and not to exceed seven of what we had were the Betaine HCL tablets. So it really will depend on the brand that that is, is received. So we had that titering thing and then gradually you're able to wean down to, to a minimum dose, but something to consider with your functional medicine doctor to really look at that. If you've been on these for a long time, you've been on PPIs or antacids for a long time, we really have to correct the inciting issue. And another thing I did with my patients is, you know, the modified elimination diet with a 72 hour fast and clients that were on, I had this beautiful woman, Stephen, she came to me at 23 years old. She was two years postpartum. She had significant depression. Her husband brought her in. She'd been on PPI. She was on Nexium since she was 15. All throughout her pregnancy, she couldn't get off it on Nexium since she was 15. And she had such significant depression, which is a side effect of these medications. Again, you're not absorbing the nutrients that your body so needs. Yeah, you don't get the amino acids. She was a mess. She was a basket case. So it took it took me working with her again, hand in hand, practically working with her for three to four months to recover her her bowel and get her to normal. And for some, it takes longer, and for some, it's quicker. But included in that was a complete seven day just working on um, a a protein shake at that time, my keto alkaline protein shake, which has gut rebuilders on it, adding in some aloe in between 
and extra glutamine to help rebuild the gut lining, but five to seven days of just that, no solid foods. And that's the extremes you have to go to to rebuild, but what a difference, right? What a difference that can make in someone's lives. And it's, it's, it's really tragic when you see this situation going on. And, and again, people are self-medicating with it because you can get so much over the counter that's really, really destructive to our primary line of defense, and that's our gut. That's our gut health. So I love that we're talking about this enzyme. So, so you've got your holozymes coming up and tell us what's in your holozymes. Yes. Yeah, so holozymes are, they're dual strains. So they work at all pH levels, no matter when you take them, they'll work in your stomach. They work later, they work as systemic. So that's another thing that's the difference between a, a, a vegetarian enzyme and an animal enzymes. The animals have the small pH window. So the great thing about holozymes is that if you're on a PPI, your stomach acid's all messed up they're going to work. And then holozymes include a pancreatic and a brush water blend. So they cover both of those sides. And then they come with the, the AES patented activation blend. And so basically, again, every enzyme per milligram is matched with the perfect mineral to activate it. And so as soon as you take it, you know, 100% of the time, it's already working. In fact, part of the ingredients in there are kelp. And the kelp includes some amazing nutrients and minerals. I mean, kelp is a, is, a, is a superfood, but part of the reasons why it's in there is because ours are activated. They actually need something to eat while they're waiting in the capsule. Otherwise, they would basically eat through the capsule. That's kind of the makeup of, of holozymes. They're all US enzymes. They're, they're highest grade pharma. They come from Virginia. If your enzymes come from other parts of the world, they use different activity scales. Basically, enzyme function is, is measured on how aggressive or active it is. And so we use US-based stuff because we have the most aggressive scale in the world, meaning like we have the highest stringency around those. That's kind of the makeup of Holozyme. And then how many? How about dosing? So to get the patent, the guy originally was turned down by the patent office. And so he had to run clinical trials to prove that this was a better or different enzyme than what's on the market. And so they, in the clinical trials, they did two per meal and two before bed. So use it digestively and systemically. And, you know, they're, they're all pilot. The six of them are all pilot, uh, nothing more than 30 people. But in general, what it showed was a reduction in blood sugar, a reduction in cholesterol, a reduction in uric acid. And yeah, basically proving that it's systemically absorbed, but it's also working um, digestively. So you can start there, two, two, and two. I typically tell people try four or try six just for a few days, just to see what I found in, I think this is kind of true for Wovenzyme as well, is that if you do a loading phase for two to four weeks, you can have miraculous things happen. Like it's weird. You'll be like, oh my gosh, that, that weird pimply thing went away or that weird rash thing went away. And then just, you know, taper back down to two. But, you know, we also have people who have like gastroparesis. So basically their stomach does not empty and they're, they're in a really bad place. And again, Holozymes does not treat any of this stuff, but uh, they use eight to 10 or up to 15 capsules. And, and they've been able to get off of various situations, get out of various situations that you'd be stuck on feeding tubes and things like that, potentially. So, so you can go high, you can go low. I've tested it pretty high on my empty stomach just to make sure that I'm not going to hurt anybody. Uh, I like to do all the testing myself. 
That's perfect. No, no, I love it. And it looks very, very safe. It's a great formulation. I'm excited about offering this to my community to try and to experience, experience the results. And um, so, and you've got a special offer for our community too. And let me just going to tell people, you know, I really hundred percent, everyone needs enzymes. Everyone needs enzymes. And I've known Stephen for, for many, many years, and you can just see salt of the earth, right? Knows what he's talking about, looks into the science, really cares about the outcome and the safety of the products. And I am, that's one of the reasons I admire you so much, Stephen. Plus you're such a giver, right? You really do. You give your knowledge, your education. I mean, abundant, abundant health and help in in so many ways. And I want to thank you for that. And I just want to encourage everyone. I'm excited about these. When I heard that you were formulating this and working with this, I was really, really excited because I know, I know your journey and I know what you've experienced and I know your standards. And so I'm excited. So everyone definitely get a few bottles because it's while supplies last. There's issue with, you know, staying in stock and at the level. And I I have the same issue with Mighty Maca Plus. Staying in stock at the level of quality that we demand for our products is often a a challenge. So yeah, yeah. And so today I got a $10 off coupon. You can go to healthygut.com forward slash Anna, A-N-N-A. Um, that'll redirect you to the Holozymes order page. It's $10 off whatever. Um, we do have bulk discounts, so you can get like a super, super discount if you buy more bottles and then get even more, you know, 10 bucks off to, to give it a shot. And then we also have a 180-day refund policy. I took a really, really long time to start selling supplements. In fact, uh, you know, these have only been on the market for six months. We've already sold out once. We've been out of stock for, for like six to eight weeks and we'll be back, you know, we're back now. But the point is, is that I was not going to start a company that didn't take care of the people who put their money on the line for their health. I, that's who I am. That's one of my highest values. And I think if you're going to spend money on a supplement, that means that's one of your highest values. And, and let's be honest, everything doesn't work for everybody. And so for whatever reason, if these don't get you the results you want, even if you take the whole bottle, you just send us an email, give us a call. And we'll get your money back. So you can hopefully take that money and go, you know, buy Mighty Maca or buy buy something else that does work for you. Because I want you to keep spending that on your health and just keep getting better. Well, I thank you. I thank you so much for this and this offer and, and also again this great product and and definitely for sharing sharing some of this with our community and all your knowledge. And thank you for your time. Any last words of advice or wisdom that you want to close with? you know, just keep trying. Like if you're listening to this show and, and you're still struggling with something that you want to eliminate, just never give up. I mean, the difference between the people like Anna and I who keep aging backwards, I think, is we just don't stop trying. We have all kinds of issues that we run into even 10 years as experts or, you know, longer, but we just keep trying. And so I know you've probably been let down before. I know you've probably got your hopes up before and something didn't work. This diet didn't work. This pill didn't work. This drug didn't work. Just keep trying. As long as you keep trying, you'll find what you're looking for. Thank you. Thank you. And on closing, I'll ask a question. Which one of my products is your favorite? Well, I'm loving the new book. I told you before we started that we are on day five. Uh, We just made the, the crispy salmon ginger skin recipe last night. So I had never done I'd never done crispy salmon, and I always bake it because I'm lazy. But uh, it turned out great. So so yeah, I mean I've been a Mighty Maca fan 
I don't use Java, but uh, I thought you were going to say Java. (laughs) We do have Java in the house. We do have Java (laughs) in the house, but I don't apply it personally. That's so funny. Thank you, and I'm so glad that you you guys are doing Keto Green 16. So we'll see you in we'll see you in that challenge group too, and and appreciate you and. With you being back in stock, we will have you live in that community as well. So again, I thank you so much for all you do and all you've done for health and for people who have who've been struggling with these mysterious illnesses, diagnoses, and despair. Because there is hope, and and you're certainly living proof. And with all the hundreds of thousands of people you've helped, I just want to encourage everyone again. That is healthygut.com forward slash Anna to get ten dollars off again. I have my own digestive enzymes, right? But I am taking Steve's as well because this is a fabulous compliment, a fabulous addition and a great way to change things up in my regimen so it's not stagnant and I'm always up-leveling, always up-leveling. So this is definitely something we want to have in our cabinet. We want to go ahead and, and start using. You guys know if I don't do it myself, I'm not recommending it. So, and let me know how you like it. But this whole concept of improving digestion, increasing enzymes, enzymatic strength within our body, especially as we get older, it's biohacking 101. It is essential and foundational. And so with that said, I want to encourage everyone to love this episode, give me your reviews. I love reading them and share this with a friend. There are so many people, right? The number one and two over-the-counter medications in the U.S. are antacids and anti-inflammatories, right? Because when we're taking antacids, we are opening up, creating leaky gut, creating an inflammatory, um, definitely creating more inflammation for us. So that one and two, and we have to stop that. And that makes a huge difference. And no matter how long you've been on these products, substances, et cetera, that's something that we can we can definitely fix and reverse. And and whether it's hiatal hernia or, you know, that's another big issue that many people experience. Say, well, I can't get off my antacid because of hiatal hernia. There is actually osteopathic manipulation, chiropractic manipulation that can help with this as an adjustment too. But also when we decrease the pressure from our gut, the distension, the gas and bloating, there's less pressure up on your diaphragm, up on your stomach, contributing to the hiatal hernia as well. With that note, I want you all to just keep sharing and I look forward to seeing you next time. Remember, I am here for you and so happy to be your girlfriend doctor. So bye till next time.